You are now listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Every time an independent, a truly independent source goes into the Portland Place Bureau, we find chaos. Just one of the people like just told to my managers who like had fired me, they were like, yeah, did you see Tevin's video was on Complex? And he was like, man, dog, they sick, man. Yada, yada. And I was just like, I was laughing because it was just like, you know, bro, like, you know, God, God always got a plan. In that moment, I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to sit here in the middle of this aisle in Target and talk to her and break down what is going on and why she believes that these white Barbie dolls are more valuable or should come home with us over these brown and black Barbie dolls. The Egyptian creation story is a very sexual one. Mm -hmm. And it talks of the god creating himself through a sexual act with himself. So it's a masturbatory big bang like I never even hire coaches when I establish a program. I always hire mentors first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because a mentor gets the big picture. Coach might just get basketball. I want somebody that under X's and I want somebody that's about whole life. I'm not the only podcaster out there. You're not the only marketer out there. Like there's a lot of people doing the same things. But the things that's going to separate you and I from the rest of the people is that we become our best selves and we just don't quit. So what is the gospel? What is the pure, unadulterated yes, gospel? Yes, yes, and that is what I live by, because the moment this changes is the moment I'm leaving Christianity. Okay. The pure, unadulterated gospel, and I can say it in one sentence, but I'll elaborate. For sure. Is love God and do whatever the fuck you want. What up, everybody? want to welcome you all back to the Socks and Sandals podcast, where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your boy, Emmanuel. I'm back in the kitchen. I'm whipping it up, and I got a very special guest, my boy, Devon Horace from Horace Consultants. Say what's up to the people, bro. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm, I'm very excited to be here, be a part of this podcast, and man, that intro is his deep i love that okay, intro like that, that intro is smooth okay, too yeah yeah let's get started you i know, like I'm, that i'm a couple 40 some episodes in so it better be good by now <laughs> <man>. <laughs> no, i appreciate that man but uh um, appreciate y'all for listening once again man everybody that's been on itunes rating and commenting i definitely appreciate all of that if y'all can still continue to do that if you hear anything that you like man share this one time uh, reach out to my guy devon let him know that you uh, definitely appreciate what he has to say because i'm gonna tell you right now you're gonna appreciate it you know what i mean so um tell people how they can get a hold of you we're gonna get that off uh, up front yeah sure so um you can reach out to me uh via social media you can reach out to me on instagram at d.horace h-o-r-a-c-e on instagram you can follow me on twitter that's D underscore two underscores Horace H O R A C E mm. and you also can follow me on YouTube subscribe and look at some free content mm. uh, that's gonna be Devon D E V O N 
Horace, H-O-R-A-C-E on YouTube. And I do respond. So if you reach out to me, hit me on my DM, like a few pictures, I'm going to respond to you. I'm, I'm very good at responding. So just hit me up, man. If you have any questions or if you really enjoy the show, make sure you're following and stay tuned to more future things. Mm, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So uh, he's big enough to show already. Let's go. Let's go. So um, and everything that you just said, I'm going to put that in the show notes so that they, you know, they won't nice. miss it. Nice. So, yeah, man. Welcome to the podcast, bro. Thank what you, man. Thank what you. What you been up to this week, man? Uh, let's see. <laughs> so, um, actually, uh, this week I did a lot of uh, self-branding, a mm-hmm. lot more um, trying to get my logo situated okay. with a graphic designer in New York City. Mm. She's amazing. Um, also, just being more out there in the community, uh, we did a uh, community event at the Oregon Food Bank on the 27th. We had 28 volunteers come out, and then uh, every shirt I sell accomplished tees to help motivate those, uh, motivate, support, and encourage accomplishments. And every T-shirt that the volunteer uh, volunteers wore, we basically donated that to Oregon Food Bank. So that was an amazing experience for me. Um, just last year, we did an initiative called Warm Packs and Cocoa. So to have only nine people last year to 28 was just very like that's growth man it was it was really good and then <clears throat> i did a few podcast features i had an article written for me and <laughs> i didn't even like somebody hit my dm and was like hey i want to write an article about you and i'm like cool i don't even know this guy <laughs> and he was a white guy too so i'm yeah. like what is this he about to like bash me on the internet <laughs> and i didn't get Why to see about to bash you, Dude, you know, hey hey <laughs> hey we gotta be safe out here you know <laughs> i know i'm doing good but you know <laughs> you know so um basically he you know said hey i want to write an article about you love your story and i'm like cool i didn't see any edits i didn't see anything and uh he basically sent it to me and it was really good Mm. I shared it on LinkedIn. Oh, the one that I, I shared, shared it too? Yeah, 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 yeah. the no, one you shared. Dope. I was, was like, wow. And yeah. he, we well, didn't speak. We didn't, he just liked my story. He listened to my previous podcast features and oh, you, that. Oh, you never talked to I him. I never spoke wow. to him. He just produced that. So wow. I've been, I've been really uh, grinding. I've been really working hard trying to get this company and get uh, Horace Consulting up and going and just get it recognized out there, right? Just mm-hmm. get people aware of it and get people to know that we're here to help mm-hmm. and you're not alone in this and it can be done. Mm, so I want to get more into that really quickly. I meant to tell you um, when we were talking before, um, I went to an event last night and I seen that you were yeah, put like you were interested to go. It was mm-hmm. the, uh, what was it called? It was like something meetup at, yeah, yeah, at yeah, some yeah. brewery or that whatever. Brewery? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that was it was dope. You went? It was dope. Okay. Yeah. I okay. went last night, man. You know what? You knew it threw me off. One, mm-hmm. I had a busy day, I did. Okay. And I really wanted to go. I actually hit up one of my friends. I'm like, hey, are you going? Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go check it out. Man, me and the fiance went to go see Star Wars. Oh, okay. <laughs> After Star Wars. <laughs> hey, I owed it to her. She really wanted to see Star Wars. I'm like, all right, we gotta do it. And then after that, I just like read the details and they're like, you know, we're gonna be in a heated tent. Say it's too cold to be no tent. Hey, bro, it was heated well. See, so well. Like you, you was good. You could have took your coat off. (laughs) It was, it was perfect, man. See, now, now I wish I would have went, but you know, (laughs) is 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 definitely gonna be more opportunities like that that I'm gonna 
definitely try to explore. Yeah. But man, that would have been definitely a good thing to go to and, and be a part of that community and yeah. just learn about business and growth and networking, right? Being part of that uh, black community here in Portland mm-hmm. and just starting to try to immerse in that. Yeah, no, it was good. It was put on by a Chris. His name is Christopher Franklin. Mm-hmm. He has a Lost in Portland podcast. He has a website, clothing line. Um, just focuses on like outdoor type stuff. Oh, he know, doing for it. People call it. No, it was yeah, it was cool. Yeah, so nice. Um, yeah, it was real good. Met a lot of good people. So it was it was a good time. All right. Shout out to you, brother. Yeah, Chris, man, you doing your you. thing, man. Um, so yeah, so let's get into tell the people just who you are where you from yep, you know yep. what I mean then about your your business that you got definitely definitely so once again my name is Devon Horace uh, founder CEO of Horace Consulting I am from Rochester New York uh, spent some time in New York City I went to school uh, St. Joseph College in Brooklyn New York we're Brooklyn yeah Brooklyn <laughs> Brooklyn shout out to Brooklyn and I basically moved here to Portland for a job opportunity now I currently work at Nike World Headquarters and I open new stores, remodels, and pop-up shops in North America. So I'm doing a lot of traveling, doing a lot of open store branding, marketing, you name it. You probably see me at a bunch of events sometimes. <laughs> and you'll be like, who's this guy who's running around with his head down on his phone, laptop carrying? That's me. <laughs> That's me. Um, Bro, tell me about... Uh Rochester. I, I, know, oh. I mean, we, everybody knows about the boroughs yeah, and New yeah. York City. Like, where is Rochester? So, Rochester is really upstate New York. Okay. Um, I went to perform in our school there. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> in Rochester, is is <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. Rochester is like, is, is hood. It's really? Like, it's, it's, every place have I mean, tough when areas. upstate, I'm thinking that. No, no. Every place have tough uh, areas. Actually, it was a, a point where Rochester was like number one, like murder capital, like wow, city like kind of thing, right? And the city is so small. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody who's from Rochester that's listening to the podcast, they know they're probably sitting there like, yeah, no, nah, yep. he right. <laughs> um, Rochester was definitely one of those places where uh, it's, it's a... You could definitely raise a family there, yeah. even though it, there's crime and stuff. It's very like small and impactful. But I had to get out of there, mm-hmm. you know, in order for me to develop, in order for me to grow as a person. I couldn't sit too comfortably, yeah. right? So I was like, I got to change my environment. I had to change what I'm doing, and that's when I moved on uh, to New York City, mm-hmm. which was just a, down the way. I think it's like four hour drive away, mm-hmm. and you know, but. They say if you make it in New York City, you can make it anywhere. And yeah. I was like, well, let, let's try this out. I, You know, New York is home, so let's try that out. But Rochester, definitely, um, I grew up more urban area, mm-hmm. more involved in the streets and everything. But I was able to, you know, get over, overcome that and definitely overcome my certain circumstances and get out of there. And yeah. that was just all part of growth. Yeah. So I went to school in Brooklyn. Yep. And yep. then how long after that did you come out to Portland? Yep. So uh, actually, I went to school, Brooklyn, St. Joseph College. Uh, I attended school four years. May 10th, I flew out to Portland mm. to figure out, like, how do you even get into WHQ? Like, what do you do? Who do I speak to? I didn't know anything. I just, so you came out here with the job or you came out here to get the job? No. So that that's that's. Okay, cool. Let me break this down, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I was working at Nike in retail at Nike Town, New York, our global flagship. And I asked one of my managers, I said, hey, how do you, you know, get to corporate? I'm like, I want to grow. I I feel like I hit a glass ceiling and I wasn't getting opportunity, you know, work politics. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was like, hey, how do you grow in this company? 
Mm-hmm. And they're and I was like, I want to go to campus. And they're like, well, no one just goes to campus because uh, Nike tend to fly out a lot of our uh, managers and our teams to do initiatives and experience Portland and, you know, really treat them well for all the hard work they do out in the in the in the world and in their stores for the business. And they're like, well, they don't send people like they send people out. They ask for you to come and then, you know, they pay for everything. Mm-hmm. They're like, people just don't go out there and go on their own. And I'm like, well, why? And they're like, because they just don't. They're like, you know, you got to ask. So I was like, so do I need anybody to tell me I could come? They're like, no, anybody can go. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. <laughs> like, that's so all I need. Like, I'm going. So I just took, I, you know, I just was like, hey, May 10th, I came out here for a week and I didn't know anybody. Yeah. I just was I just was out here and I stayed in a um, main cafeteria called Mia Ham for a week from eight to five. Mm. And I just sat there with a book and I was reading my book mm. and anybody I saw, I just was like, hey, you know, like anybody I saw recognized them from New York City. I'm like, mm. hey, whatever. And they're like, what you doing here? And mm. then got one on ones with them and kind of developed that relationship while I was there. Mm-hmm. Went back to New York City, May I went back to New York City. May 23rd, I graduated college and I moved out to Port. I quit my job at Nike Town, New York. Full time job. Okay, quit so you my- were working at Nike Town. Yeah, yep. Okay. Working That's at right, Nike Town, New York, in retail. Okay. Yeah. Quit my full time job, mm-hmm. moved out to Portland June 1st. Mm. No job. It was a wrap. No, no was nothing. Just like, I'm doing no, it. Just leave of faith. Man. Like that much confidence. So, what was the time frame from you getting to Portland or Beaverton, wherever you were at, mm-hmm. and then actually getting the job? The uh, the time frame was wasn't that bad. Uh, I moved in June. I got the position in August. Oh, you was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, June, July, August is was, I know. It was it's, tough, it's, especially it's when you broke. Yeah. Especially when you have student loan debt and then oh, you yeah. paying everything on your credit card and then uh-huh. you t- bought a one way ticket, but you had that money left over for that ticket just in case things don't work out. Right. One way going back. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was definitely a leap of faith, but um, thankfully. Uh, enough I was able to connect with certain people and they made it possible possible for me uh, one person that done so much for me since I've been here is her name is Tahiri Kalihiki okay. and the Kalihiki family they definitely helped me out supported me while I was here until I was able to be on my own mm. so I, I definitely definitely thank them as well that's what's like, up. major shout out to them mm, came through in the clutch for you huh yeah of course that's of course up, man so before we get into the meat of your business man and what you do and how you're gonna help change our lives for the better you know what i mean what's the this is a question i always ask you know people that's from outside of portland okay what was like the biggest misconception like what did you think of portland and then when you got here like what what kind of changed your thought process of what you thought about Portland and what it was supposed to be or what you thought it was going to be? Okay, so <clears throat> when I first heard of Portland, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Like when hey <laughs> Portland, Oregon, nothing popped up in my head. Nothing. <laughs> what not, about the Blazers? Not, not a map. No? They ain't popped. They they weren't good enough. <laughs> oh so, man, um, the disrespect. You know, shout out to D Wade. Um, so hold on, I, I mean, you know what? You know what? I might just have to. You came here talking about the Cowboys. Listen, now you saying my Blazers shout, shout ain't out good to the enough. Cowboys. Hold on, man. Hashtag bring back Romo. Um, so basically, so basically, I came here and I'm like Portland, Oregon. What is that? Like you know, mountains and valleys. I didn't, I didn't know. Well, Oregon was, Trail. Huh? You know, I just thought about like runners. I'm That's like, okay, it. cool. Nike there, so it's just a bunch of runners. And they're like, yeah, Adidas there too. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even know Adidas was here, right? I was mm-hmm. just oblivious to everything. Yeah. Then when I actually got here, 
I was like, okay, is sort of what I expected. I didn't really think there were black people here. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. There, there's no black people here. And then I found a group of black people, and I'm like, oh, like, whoa. Were they at the Lloyd Center Mall? Where, where were no, they? no, they were actually uh, downtown Chinatown. They oh, were wow. in the, you know, like, uh, what is it, Fortune and all those okay. like little clubs yeah, down little there? Club. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I was like, oh, cool. They're actually there's actually like. Some black people here, but then I started seeing people wearing like uh, Chevys mm-hmm. and like rims on their cars. I was like, "Wait, what's going on?" <laughs> and I found out, you know. Then I looked up and I was on MLK, and I was like, "All right, got it, cool." All right, MLK. You know they got to be black people. It, MLK. There's an MLK everywhere, yeah. you know, and and uh, black people normally flock to what they're used to. Mm-hmm. So when you hear Dot Martin Luther King, you're like, "Yeah, that's where I need to be." That's well, all the barbershops is right there, you know, uh, and, uh, and the salons. Yo, always. shout out to all the barbershops and the Jamaican food spots and everything hey. else on MLK. <laughs> I, I greatly appreciate you, you know, for keeping it black here in Portland. But it, it was definitely something I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Yeah. And every time someone asks me, like, how is Portland? I truly tell them that um, I can't give it a fair assessment because I'm really never here. I travel mm. so much that when I am here, I'm going to like an event or I'm going to out to eat. And it, it's fun because I me and my friends and the people I hang around and my fiance, we make it fun mm-hmm. for our group. Mm-hmm. But other than that, when I see people running in the rain or when I see, <laughs> you know, people like hugging running. and kissing a dog, I'm a little confused at certain things here in Port- or like picking things <laughs> off the tree and eating it. You know, those blackberries. I was like, wow, you can actually really eat these. Oh, uh, yeah. That's yeah. real, man. Shout I mean, out to those, though. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, growing up, though, man, we had an apple tree in our backyard. We had a plum tree. We had strawberry bushes, blackberry bushes. Like yeah, see, being from the city, the, yeah. I didn't know those things exist. Oh, wow. I even went out to um, one thing that was, like, just shocking to me. Like, mm-hmm. and, and just this is just, like, in reference to, like, my what I expect out of Portland or, or when I got here. I drove out to uh, what is the Beaver the Beavers the campus what is that campus Oregon, Oregon State yeah Oregon State yeah, yeah, yeah. dude I seen like llamas and goats <laughs> well yeah that's and, like, like that's sheep farm. they be farming I out was there. like wait a second here <laughs> like what is that like I never seen those animals up close in real life really even upstate now, you don't got no, no farm areas now no like you'll see a cow that's it. <laughs> you see a horse yeah you guys had like sheep llamas. <laughs> like little rams I'm like this is real <laughs> pigs yeah it gets real agricultural out there but yeah but yeah. I, mean, I it, it was just definitely something I was not expecting mm-hmm. something I wasn't used to but once I found the city once I found Portland once I saw once I found the people in Portland especially the black people I was like you know what this is a cool this is a cool place it's real mm-hmm. chill yeah it's not it's not a lot going on especially taking that hard transition from New York City to Portland, right? It was like slow motion when I got here, mm-hmm. and people. Uh, I was on the Max downtown uh, in uh, Pioneer Square, mm-hmm. and I'm just walking head down, earphones and walking fast like a New Yorker mm-hmm. on the on the um, Max, like me mugging, just like you know, don't talk to me. I got my headphones in, me yeah. don't talk to me. <laughs> and some white guy came up to me and said, "Hey, relax, man. This is Portland." <laughs> And I ain't know if they get mad at him or be like, yo, do I look that bad right he read now? You, real you know, quick. He's yeah. Like, oh, man, this guy isn't from around here. He's like, look, dude, hey, have a blackberry. It's on me. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> he just went in his pocket, gave me some fruit. 
Nah, but he was really kind. I'm like, no, people here are really nice. You know, let me cross the street. I'll be jaywalking. They just let me cross the street, stop the whole car. Like, no, please go. Oh, yeah. They're overly polite, the drivers. No no doubt about that. Yeah, that's that's Portland in a nutshell, for sure. Now, what, what year did you come out? I came in uh, 2015. 2015. 2015, yep. Did you see Portlandia before you came here? You I seen did that not. show? I did not. Haven't seen it to this no. day? No. No. You should watch it. It's very educational. Okay. But it's very important. It's it's hilarious though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um so yeah, man, let's transition into your mission, into your mm-hmm. business. Horace Consulting, man. I, I read the article, uh talked about you saving forty seven thousand. Not saving, you paid off forty seven thousand. Yes, in debt yes, I did. In yes, twelve yes. months. Yes, yes. That's a Less lot than of money. twelve months. Less than twelve. What, what was yeah. the actual time yeah. frame? So so I had thirty seven thousand two hundred thirty eight dollars and thirty eight cents mm. in student loan debt. Mm. And then I had accumulated $10,000 worth of debt, just moving costs. Okay. And I, <clears throat> of course, we had the six-month grace period, right, for when you would go you to graduate. school, after mm-hmm. you graduate, you had the six-month uh, grace period. And after that, I started paying on my student loans in May um, 2000, I want to say May 2016, mm-hmm. I finished eight months after that. Wow. But since it was like certain certain things got in the way where I was traveling and, and I actually started to learn how to manage my money. So I took an extra two months to pay that off. So then mm-hmm. I was like, all right, 10 months. It was 10 months. Wow. I paid that off. Man. But it sounds better when you're like, in, in one year, it paid off. You yeah, know, for sure. I mean, one year, every- that's, that's all I need to know. Like, <laughs> you did that one year, bro. Like, that's what's up. So, so what? What led you? I mean, obviously, we all want to be debt free. Mm-hmm. Um, we all want to stack our money as much as possible, or maybe spend, or whatever. We all have goals, right? Right, right. So, how did you get to that point to be so disciplined to be able to 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 pay that off in mm-hmm. such a short amount of time? So, so that's the thing, right? Like you said it, you hit, you just said that one word that I always use: discipline, yeah. right? Because. I went into this whole thing with the mindset that I do not want to owe anybody. Yeah. No one's going to be able to tell me, hey, I'm never going to go broke because Devon owes me money. Mm-hmm. Because it says in a, it says in, a Bible, in the Bible that the borrower is slave to the lender. Yep. Right? Yep. So you really can't do much with your life if you're sitting in debt because negative five plus two is negative three. You're still in negative, mm-hmm. right? Even mm-hmm. negative five plus five is zero, right? So in order for you to balance out your life and really see where you want to go, you have to start at zero so you can see what works, what doesn't work, how mm-hmm. are you losing money, mm-hmm. and then what does work, how are you gaining money, and what can you do to make that money eventually work for you? Yeah. So I was very keen in and, and very disciplined just because that simple thing kept ringing in my head. Like, I don't want to be a statistic. I don't want to be out here like, oh, young black man, you know, same old, same old, mm-hmm. right? And the struggle. I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to owe nobody. Yeah. I, I, I was just, I was I'm like, no one's going to ever tell me like, yeah, you owe me. <laughs> like, I don't want that ever come out. Nah, no. Not me. Did you have like an experience where somebody was like, "Hey, bro, I need I need this money by Friday." You know what I mean? Well, like, well, you was know, it a, was it something that just like happened, some jarring experience, or it was just like a light bulb went off in your head? It's like, you know what? I'm going to change my life. Yeah. It was so. It was both. It was both. Growing up in New York City, growing up one of uh, one of eight children, a single parent, single black mother parent household, mm-hmm. it was just like 
you know, debt and, and, you know, I didn't have anything. I look at generational wealth Mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, what did my family leave behind for me? And it's like, I have to be that person to start over or I have to be that person to start some, a blueprint or something like that. Mm -hmm. So thinking about those things, yes, it can be looked at as like a burden upon somebody, Mm -hmm. but it also can be looked at as like, you know, you're paving the way for something greater than you. Yeah. You had to see the bigger picture in the long run. It's like, hey, like, what are you doing now that's going to pave the way not only for you and your family and your and your generations to come, but also for the people around you? Mm-hmm. Because you're not the only one with this problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just having that mindset and then also, you know, someone be like, hey, you owe this much. Or student loan people just calling you all the time like, mm-hmm. hey, just a reminder. Like, I know I owe you, B. <laughs> Stop calling me. Stop calling like, me. A lot of people just don't even want to talk to them. They're like, defer, defer. Like, yeah. I don't want to talk to you no more, right? Man, I know somebody, they've been out of school. Because how, how old are you? I'm 25. 25, so you fresh out. Uh, I've been out of college for about mm, nine years now. Okay. Eight, nine years. And buddy of mine was like, yeah, bro, I've been deferring mine since we got out. I'm yeah, like, no, bruh, no, no, no. Like, what are you doing? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, Hey, no. if you listening right now, you know, hit me up. Horace Cassette. <laughs> Devon Horse, hit I me was up. Like, I didn't know that was possible. You can defer for eight plus Listen, years, if, bro. <clears throat> this so is this interest. is the thing. This is the thing. If you owe the government money, they don't care how long it's gonna take you. No, they don't. They're gonna get their money. Yeah. They don't care, and mm-hmm. you can use that pros and cons because when people, great example, when people are paying off their student loan debts, and you get the monthly occurring fees, like based on your income, we're gonna like charge you this much a month mm-hmm. I always tell people like well have you ever tried calling them and actually telling them like hey no I'm not gonna give you that because mm-hmm. I want some money for myself I don't wanna give you my check and live paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. just trying to keep up with paying off my debts mm-hmm. I know it could get hard mm-hmm. so just call your provider mm-hmm. and be like hey I'm gonna give you instead of 450 I'm gonna give you 150 a mm-hmm. month Take it or leave it. They're not gonna leave. They're not gonna leave it. They're not gonna be like, mm. oh, we don't want it because they want their money. Right. <laughs> they want anything you give them. So that, they want that's their something money. that you did. You called them and told them how much he's gonna pay. So uh, the account that I had was a Navient account. Yep, that's where Navient. that's where mine was at. Sally Mae went and to it, And it broke down all my loans. But I called them. I said, hey, I'm not giving you that. Yeah. All right. You guys asking me for something that I'm not going to, I'm just not going to give it to you. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I was like, what can we do? How can we work this? I signed up for auto pay that took down like 0.25% of the interest rate on all my loans. Okay. Sign up for auto pay. Mm-hmm. Then I said, Hey, let's lower this to a thing where I know I can pay like every month guaranteed, mm-hmm. lower that rate down. So once I lowered that rate and set that monthly like standard or that, I w- it was so easy for me to pay even more on it because mm, they, you knew where you was at. I knew where I was at. Mm. So when I took that approach of actually paying off my student loans, I said, hey, I owe them 150 a month. Right. Let's just mm. use that number. I mm. owe them 150 a month. That is divided between all the student loans you owe. Right. So that extra 150 that you really that you have left over, because you can really say like three, four hundred dollars a month. Just using this as an example. Mm-hmm you can actually target one specific loan Mm. and take those small victories. Mm -hmm. That's one of the tips I give to my clients is that like you want to take, you want to break down your student loans. You want to organize them. Tip one, organize your student loans by, you know, the snowball effect, highest to lowest interest rate, uh, 
highest and lowest amount due on them. And then just step two, take them as small victories. Don't look at it as an overview mm -hmm. because you're going to feel defeated. Mm -hmm. I mean, imagine if I was like, man, I owe $37,238.38. That's it. Mm -hmm. But instead, I broke it down like, all right, cool. Loan one, I owe $5,000. I only owe $5,000. I'm not looking at anything else. Right. Like, I had like an automatic filter mm -hmm. on the rest of them, like blurred out. Yeah. I don't want to see nothing else. And I just, once I paid that off, I was like, cool, that accomplishment is done. Let's go on a loan number two or whatever the order was that I put it in. And just taking those small victories make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So That's dope. I actually had just started looking at that myself, man, because my, my monthly payments went up. I was just like, what just happened? Bro? They would do that. I was paying like, you know, on the regular, maybe like 250 mm -hmm. maybe not even that. It was really like 200 and went 250 Now it's like 300 I was like, what? I was like, what just happened, bro? Yeah. <laughs> like, I've, I'm down more than what I was in the past couple of years, but my monthly payments are going up. So right. I'm, I'm going to do that, bro. Yeah, cause. definitely do that. Yeah. Um, I would encourage you, uh, just sitting here with you, just sign yeah. up for auto pay and also just call them like, hey, I'm going to give you this. And they're going to be like, okay, well, he's going to pay us something. Yeah. Because that's all they want. They want something. Yeah. I mean, don't tell them, like, if you go from 300 like, mm -hmm. I'm going to give you $50. <laughs> then they go, like, okay, according to your finances, because we have everything on you. Yeah. $50 is cutting it short, brother. Right. But, um, you know, just tell them like, hey, I'm going to give you this amount mm -hmm. and then start actually targeting your student loan. They'll be like, hey, I'm going to now I can really start paying off these student loans like that, knocking right. them off because yeah. now you have a focused goal. Instead mm -hmm. of looking at the whole bigger picture, you know you have student loan debts, mm -hmm. period. Now you have a focused goal like, okay, cool. My first objective is paying off this 3000 paying off this $500, paying off this $2,000, right, mm -hmm. with this insane like 5.4 interest rate mm -hmm. right because you're only paying interest on the total of what you owe mm -hmm. so imagine that that total is going down less and less and less you're only paying book, on that mm -hmm. less amount right mm -hmm. yeah. it's a difference between paying interest on a thousand dollars paying uh let's say something small like two percent interest mm -hmm. on a thousand dollars compared to two percent interest on a hundred dollars right huge difference right <clears throat> that's real so Outside of obviously paying down your debts, what else did you have to do like to to pay off forty seven thousand in ten months? Mm -hmm. So you're paying your bills, but how are you living? So I'm living like far below my means. Okay, far below my my means. So when I got the job at Nike, I was making an amount of money that I never made before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And then also I went through a time where I got a promotion and started making even more money, but I was still living off a like $25,000 a year salary kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Even though I was waking, making way more than that in mm -hmm. this time, which I'm truly thankful for, I still kept that mindset like I'm broke. Mm -hmm. I'm not spending like, and it's not me telling myself like I can't afford this, I can't do that because I could, mm -hmm. but I just was telling myself like in order for me to defeat this, I had to put all my energy towards it. So when my fiance met me, um, she, you know, walk around the house, like checking me out. Mm -hmm. I had one pair of black jeans, one pair of blue jeans, some t-shirts. Mm. That was it. That's it. That's it. Went in my cabinet. I had water mm. <laughs> and I had one box of pasta and one jar of tomato sauce. Amy, you telling the truth? <laughs> Super facts. You know, and then when I wanted to treat myself, I was like, oh, cool. I paid off a loan this week. Wait, wait, wait. First Cookie. of all, it, man, you are true. You are so, you are a good woman. 
So when you took her on a date, mm-hmm. when you was on your butt, like where mm-hmm. was y'all going? I took her to the movies, and then I made a. Uh, at the time, I was also vegan too. I took her to the movies, and mm-hmm. I made a vegan pizza. Well, you gotta be vegan. You ain't got too. You ain't got right. too much money. You know, spend, hey, so. hey, just eating bell peppers all day. But um, <laughs> I basically um uh. took her to the movies. I I love her dearly. Like I took her to the movies. And I made a vegan pizza, and I'm like, okay, she's she's a woman, right? I I've been raised by women all my life, so I said, mm-hmm. let me get some red wine, okay, and some chocolate, some dark chocolate, okay, you know, fancy stuff. So I went out, I went all out for her. I spent yeah. like you know thirty dollars, thirty dollars, you know, hey. big balling, the thirty dollars, hey. big balling. But now she's my fiance. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're out there, my beautiful people, you know. Money isn't everything. It's not. Money Man. isn't everything. Experience. Hey, if she if she's with you and you was on thirty dollar dates, bro, like she deserved the, the three hundred dollar, the three thousand dollar. She she deserved she deserved the ring, you know. <laughs> yeah. She did she deserved whatever. And and the funny thing about it, while we're on that subject, is that uh, if if you follow me and and when you do decide to follow me, you will see on my Instagram that. I, I put a post and I said, hey, love, what do you want? Uh, I caught my fiance, love. Uh, I said, hey, what do you want, you know, for Christmas? Where I said, do you want some red bottoms? She said, no, I just want like, you know, I'd rather have that for a trip or we could go somewhere, buy a plane ticket, whatever. I don't need those. It's not worth it to me. So mm. then on Christmas, Smart. I bought her some. Oh, okay. And she even she didn't know it was in a box. She uh-huh. didn't know. Real low key. I'm mm-hmm. not good with surprises. I'm one of those people like, what do you want? And then grab it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Time. Let's <laughs> just get this <laughs> over with. So this was our first Christmas in our new house. And I want to do something special. I want to surprise her because I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. And she was actually really surprised. And this is her first Louis Vuitton shoe she had. And, mm-hmm. and it just made me feel good that I am able to do that. Right. And especially for someone like her that she's been, she's been there. Mm-hmm. for quite some time mm-hmm. you know and she's been there when i had two pair of jeans right right and she still was like coming back you know living in an apartment came back like hey of course right. she started bringing food over because she's like i'm not eating jeans. that yeah two pair of jeans two pair of jeans Dog. a black pair and a blue <laughs> pair and then some t-shirts that's crazy so you know you definitely got to put a ring on it right Man. you got you definitely got to hold on to that is nowhere is no reason for me to look anywhere else so truly thankful for her so as that well. was like so you you scaled down man you went to just like oh, yeah. minimalist so Very what minimalist. i mean what's what are you eating during the week on that type of budget so i other than leaves and so i actually ate, i actually <laughs> ate pasta for a year straight okay so i bought so uh to break it down i basically uh was spend 20 dollar max on a grocery store trip every two weeks okay and i would buy two box of pasta which was 175 each mm-hmm. and then I will buy uh, a five to six dollar can of tomato sauce mm-hmm. and I just would basically eat that like morning breakfast like breakfast lunch dinner mm-hmm. and I will actually bring my food to work and I'll actually bring like like dinner spaghetti spaghetti yeah. and <laughs> you know and this time uh, you know with my fiance she's like I'm not eating no spaghetti I'm like no nah, I'm gonna still eat spaghetti <laughs> And I didn't even have to once she started coming around because she was like, no, I'm not eating this. I want, I want some real food. And I was like, you know what? This this amount of discipline is really teaching me something. And she understood that. Yeah. So she was like, you know, hey, he want pasta. So she would like make me pasta. Like, this is what he want. But yeah. I'm going to make some chicken. I'm going to get down. And I'm right. like, look, I don't want that. I just want the pasta. <laughs> 
you know, because what I was, what the plan and what I was doing, you know, and mm-hmm. she, she realized that. And yeah, man, I went real dark, just, just minimum to the core. I walked back and forth to work two miles there, two miles back. Wow. So you didn't have no car? No, no car. Still okay. don't have a car to this day. Really? Don't have a car. Um, you know, like kept all my lights off. <laughs> Kept all my lights off. You know, hey, don't use that. You know, take that out the outlet. What you doing over there? (laughs) Take it out the outlet. You know, five minute showers. What you doing? Water, water, water bill. You know, so, but, you know, with that, I I, I gained a great uh, sense of gratitude and a great sense of appreciation of things and material things and more of an understanding about money and Mm -hmm. what it actually can can get you. So Mm -hmm. it's not so much about having a lot of money is about what the money can do for you mm-hmm. right like and you could be a millionaire and be the saddest man on the planet like yeah. you could just be just hurt yeah. or you could also be a millionaire open schools in Africa and build systems and and just you know give back to the community so mm-hmm. it's really what you do with the money that makes you you know that that really determines you know, who, that person you are your character so I feel that I always tell folks man it's like it's not about what you make, but it's about how much you spend. Exactly. You know what I mean? Your expenses exactly. are everything. Exactly. So, so that's funny you said that because it's not about how much you make. It's actually about how much you save. That too. Because yeah. you can spend like, best thing I, I, I love the most, you know, seeing that the holiday season just passed, people were like, oh, you know, this is on sale 70% off. That means you're spending <laughs> 70% less. Right. Than original price, you're right. still spending money. Right, <laughs> you know that means they've been overcharging you for a right, long time. Right, the whole time. time. Yeah. You know, shout out to the employee discounts too. You know, because <laughs> once I, once I figured that out, I said, "Hey, I'm not paying. Look, I know the true value of this according to the <laughs> employee discount. Right, I can't. I just can't. I can't work myself up to pay full price for stuff. Mm-mm. I really can't. I just like, yeah, no, I guess Ever I can't. Ever since my have wife it. started working at Nike, like that's all I wear, not because I'm just so loyal, but right. it's like, man, I'm not paying full price for. Yeah, nothing. definitely. Like, so, so before Nike, I used to work at the Gap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was visual manager there at the Gap in New York City, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, you get fifty percent off at the Gap, Banana Republic, and you get like forty uh, percent off at Old Navy. I was like, excuse me? (laughs) Like, you get 50% off these jeans? Like, these are like, you know, Gap used to be like Levi. Right. And I'm like, wait a second. 50% off anything. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then if we have a discount, I mean, if we have like a sale, you get 30% off the sale. Bro, Black Friday and Nike, I'll be cleaning Listen, (laughs) Listen, if you out there and you paying full price, level up. Level up. That's real, man. Yeah, man. And my uh, my brother, he lives in Texas, man. I'll be getting stuff for him, or he be getting stuff for the kids. Yeah, yeah. He, he's on the list or whatever. He's like, bro, make sure your wife don't ever leave that job, right. man. Like, this is saving my life right now. <laughs> Yo, you, you you heard it here first, wifey. Don't don't leave. Don't leave yet. Don't leave too soon. Let us clear house, and then you then you can leave. Right. You know? <laughs> man. So yeah, bro. So you you did that. Mm-hmm. And so what year was that when you paid off everything? You know, do you know the exact date when you? Finally, was debt free? Yes, May third. May third. May third, two thousand seventeen. Okay, so this yep. is recent. Yep, real Very recent, recent, real recent. And then uh, the beauty about it is that once I paid it off, truly thankful, truly uh, appreciative of the experience, I turned around and saved ten thousand dollars. On what? I just saved it. Oh, you're saying you stacked it? Yeah, just saved it. Because you already had that. Because I already had that. Exactly. Yeah. It was at that point, it was just muscle memory after that. I was right. like, well, I'm not going to spend that much because mm-hmm. I just don't want to. Right. 
there's no like, reason there's exactly i'm like no it's, it's over so once you build those habits now you know the habit is is sort of like waking up like a runner they wake up and run a certain amount of miles every day mm-hmm. and when they want to push themselves they're like all right cool i know my regiment i know my strides i know my breathing techniques or whatever mm-hmm. when i paid off my student loan debt i was like oh now saving money is easy because I have a steady income mm-hmm. and I know how to sell things and I know how to market things. And it's like, oh, so now the money is just coming now. Right. Now I just look up and be like, cool, bing, you know, the little sound, <laughs> you, it makes a Venmo and it, bing. I'm like, oh, I got paid again. Yeah. This is beautiful. I don't even need this. <laughs> you know, get get my paycheck, which I'm truly thankful for because the way I live and, and how I budget and budget sheets, I'll get a paycheck and I'm like, oh, that's nice. Like I got paid, cool. It's yeah. just gonna sit there until I need to use it. Right. It is. It's truly a beautiful thing. That's Get out thing. of debt, man. Get out of debt. That that is the mission, because once you get out of debt, you are now a person with options. Mm. And the most dangerous person in the world is a person with options, because mm-hmm. you can't tell them what to do. You can't tell them clock in, clock out. Mm-hmm. You can't tell them like, hey, you owe me. Hey, no, put that down because you. Owe- Why are you out here at the club and you owe me? You owe me some money, right? <laughs> So when you become a person with options, you can start investing not only in yourself, but investing in your, in your next generation because that's the name of the game. And unfortunately, as a people, we weren't thinking about that. And these certain influences we have in our life, like, you know, yellow. I used to hate that because people were like, yellow, you only live once. Just ball out, oh, yeah. ball out. And it's like, yeah, but what about the next generation, though? Like, you're they, leaving nothing for them. They're like, well, they need to learn what I learned. And it's like, that's not the name of the game. Yeah. Like, the name of the game is so they don't have to go through what you went through. Right. And they can actually have the opportunity to explore and be more creative to actually make the world a better place. Right. No, that's real, man. You're on the right path. Ain't no doubt about that, bro. Thank you. So, I need you to help my life. I need help, bro. Okay. So, I just did the math with my student loans, credit cards. I'm at 37K in debt. Okay. Combined. Okay. Looking like young dev. <laughs> 37K, looking like young dev. Young dev. But I got some years on you, so I'm a little behind. So, where do I start, bro? So, so I would strongly encourage you to start credit card. Number one. Okay. Why? Because the interest, interest rate, rate on credit card is death. Mm-hmm. Like, even uh, billionaire Mark Cuban said, get rid of the plastic. Yeah. You know, uh, multi-millionaire financial uh, guru, my financial guru, Dave Ramsey, say cut the cards up. Mm. Once again, on my Instagram, uh, I recorded my whole journey on my Instagram. That's why I always strongly encourage people to go check it out. Mm -hmm. But I did a short little funny video of me cutting up my credit cards. For real. I paid them off, cut them up. Mm. I I don't need them. Now, everybody's different. Like certain circumstances, you're like, hey, I need to pull out this credit card emergency. Yeah. Right. But that's why you should have emergency fund. But we'll get into that stuff, you know, as well. But, you know, emergency, you should be like, hey, I, I need to use this credit card. But you pay it right off because interest rate for credit cards range between 20 to 29 percent is insane what they're doing with that. And uh, it's just a trap. Yeah. You're mentally telling like when you have a credit card you're just like hey I can swipe and just pay it back later mm-hmm. and like you're automatically just defeating yourself because it's not your money right credit card is not your money and that's what people want you to do like oh no zero APR financing blah 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 <laughs> like cool I'm gonna use it until all that zero 
So you don't charge me no interest. Mm-hmm. Once it start accumulating after that year, I'm mm-hmm. done. You right. won't see it's no more transactions from it. Yeah. Right. So definitely get rid of credit card uh, debt first and foremost. Then with the student loans, everybody has a student loan problem, right? Yeah. I had it. You're like witnessing like firsthand. I would definitely say do the same thing if you have Navient. Look through your loan information, mm-hmm. break it down, put it to that snowball effect or that avalanche effect where you do like highest price to um, lowest interest rate or uh, lowest price to highest interest rate. Mm-hmm. And then just take those small uh, victories, you know, just target one, pay it down, celebrate on to the next one. Right. Mm-hmm. Sign up for auto pay because any little thing counts. Yeah. Sign up for auto pay. Get the percentage off of your student loans, like because it, it wipes a, a percentage. I think it's 025 percent, but anything counts. That's huge. I mean, and, as much as our loans are, right? Most exactly. Coming out of college, like a 0.25 on twenty twenty-five thousand is something. Else. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, right, yeah. and then like, and that's on every loan. Mm. So when you break it down, you still either way you're gonna still get that 025 percent. I'm not accurate on the right number, but I think that is it. Mm-hmm. And then um, just start tacking it like that. Mm-hmm. Always take it step by step. Don't look at the overview and picture because it can be overwhelming. Yeah, I I, I know for a fact, like thirty seven thousand. I'm like, what the frick? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not about to pay that. Not in mm-hmm. one year. I got stuff to do. Right. Like you know, like I got a family. I got a house and stuff. Mm-hmm. But when you look, start looking at a small little victories. I'm I'm telling you, man. Like that's the easiest way to get rid of debt. Yeah. So credit cards first. Credit cards everything first. Else. Yep, yeah. Everything else fall in place. Once you get rid of that credit card, you you'll you'll get into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Like all right, cool. Credit card done. Cross off the list. Right. Mm-hmm. Write out. Write it out. Mm-hmm. Some people have it like on Mint or have it actually on these apps. Take a notebook. You know, get old school, yeah. get a notebook, write it out. Mm-hmm. Because when you write something out, it becomes more physical, become more tangible, become more mm-hmm. real yeah. when you write it out. And to, um, when you do a fingerprint and pop up an app, it's just like, oh, it's just there. I hate, that's like a it gift and a curse because now I forget all my passwords. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you be having to update stuff, like, oh, man, now I got to reset. Yeah, no, like, seriously. Man, fingerprint right? just messed like, me yo, up, bro. <laughs> Why the fingerprint ain't working, man? What's going on? Then you don't know what you owe. Nah. You locked out. I literally, that happened to me on my city account. I was like, man, I had to reset my password. Cause I didn't remember it. And then I like got locked out. Mm. I got wait 24 hours. Like, dang, man, I need to pay my bills, man, bro. Man, one of my <laughs> colleagues, I ain't, I ain't going to embarrass you like that, brother. But one of my colleagues' password is one through eight, first initial, last initial. I said, sir. <laughs> We got to do better, sir. You got to protect yourself. Got, he said, hey, man, I got face recognition, iPhone 10. I said, and you just gave the government everything they needed. <laughs> so when they need to find you, you know, I'm like born identity out here. You, right. can't, you can't find me. Fingerprint. Face recognition nah. scare me, bro. Yeah, dude, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. It's not even a... if I had the phone, yeah. I wouldn't even do it. I already feel like, like our phones, they're already listening to us. Right. You know? Like, you notice how you... Even I feel like I don't even have to type something in Google. Mm-hmm. If I'm talking about something, I'll get yeah, a yeah, I'll yeah. get an ad on my Instagram yeah, yeah, about yeah. what I, I was like. Hold on, yeah. man, what is going Once on? People, hey, hey, Google, cut it out, cut it out, Google. man. They are out. Really Be- because you know everything is IA. Mind. Everything is IA now. Artificial okay. intelligence. So yeah. it's like, hey, according to your history, this is what you like. Yeah, this is what you want to do. But they try to get me. Like they know I'm financially literate, and they mm-hmm. just be like. Here's a car, zero APR, whatever, no financing, just mm-hmm. s- do at signing. Or they'll be like, you know, these pair of shoes or this Rolex or this. I'm like, no, 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 the devil's a lie. 
that was a lie. Oh man, that's real. Yeah, bro, that's that's some good stuff, man. So, uh, Horace Consulting. Yes. So you started up when? I started Horace Consulting in August. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Was it? Uh, no, no, not August. When was it? Just a few months ago. Okay. Actually, uh, just a few. It was August. Sorry, okay. it was August. And uh, basically, Horace Consulting is a consultant firm where I would like to gra- gather a bunch of um, entrepreneurs, a bunch of freelancers and basically say hey we would love you come work and associate with Horace Consulting Mm -hmm. and utilize the network so we all can win yeah that's what it's all about just all of us winning and building something Mm -hmm. so if you're good at like music or you're good at design or graphic design Mm -hmm. once I am done with a client or once you're done with a client like hey if you need help with finance you can talk to Devon. If you need help with marketing or budget or, 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 or uh, project management, you could talk to this person at Horace Consulting. So we'll just be a, a tree or umbrella of resources, mm. you know, to just be there and support people. Okay. So that's the overall goal. Yeah. Right now, we just do uh, marketing, uh, brand marketing and financing because it's just me. Yeah. So once the company continues to grow, mm-hmm. once more people get involved and excited about it, no, we'll just build a community after that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you, thank you. So, like, so right now, you just do you have clients that are just kind of helping them get out of debt. You're like, yeah. So one-on-one. currently, I have a bunch of clients. I'm helping them get out of debt, rather student loan debt, credit card debt, and then also I have a few like influencers or small clothing brand clients for marketing. So okay. just basically getting them uh, influence, getting them out there, mm-hmm. getting them more following, getting more uh, awareness, and just basic basic marketing tips and tools that will help them grow their business yeah okay Mm -hmm. that's awesome bro yeah thanks man thank you thank you no doubt so let's transition man um we're gonna go into the fat five okay cool the fat five so these are five questions that i came up with hopefully they apply to you they're pretty general but hopefully they'll you know you'll be able to answer these uh to the best of your ability man so the first question First of all, what's, what type of music do you listen to? Uh, I listen to all kinds of music. Okay. I played the viola for 15 years, so really? I have a wide range of music. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, what about hip-hop? Hip-hop, uh, yeah, definitely listen to hip-hop. Okay. You know, that's, you know, who if you don't listen to hip-hop. Right. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't, I don't want to assume. You know, you know what I mean? No, definitely, definitely. You I, might I be get uh, it. No, Sweet no. Home Alabama with I don't yeah, know. You yeah, know I mean? do like that song. <laughs> Shout out to Sweet Home Alabama, you know? Made so, me feel good when I drive. So what's so what's your favorite genre? I was just go ahead and ask that. So favorite genre is going to be hip hop. Okay. Uh, stories, influence. I can relate most to it. Yeah. You no, know, growing up in that kind of life atmosphere. So question number one: What artist or album uh, made you fall in love with hip hop? Jada Kiss. Ooh, okay. Jada Kiss, like the whole that was crazy <laughs> to me. Like you know him and she. Why'd you do that? I've never heard nobody lot. do that like yeah. that good, bro. Yeah, Yo, shout, shout out to Jada Kiss. Hey. You know, multiple plays. Um, but yeah, just listen to him and the locks, and I'm like, man, like this is like. You know, even the stuff they were rapping about, even back then, they mm-hmm. still were rapping about like prosperity and like like you know this is what the streets is about, mm-hmm. but. You're not about that life, so don't mm. be a part of it if you're not about it. And yeah. then, like, no one wants to be in this environment. Yeah, like this is what it's about. But I'm trying to be out the out the hood. Yeah. So I always like them punchline flow. Just every time he stepped in the track, I was like, Jada Kiss is here. Right, he's here. But now I kind of transition more to like a Kendrick. Oh Kendrick man, Lamar. hands yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's man is a savage. Shout. 
Shout out to Kung Fu Kenny. Man, you know? bro, he's <laughs> killing it, man. Like, definitely last year, it seemed like the past couple, whenever he drops, like, his last three albums are, like, album of the year. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, It's like yeah. he puts so much thought. It's the message. It's the artistry, The message, man. like, it's, but he's, like... It's like a movie. Every album is right, like a right, movie, right, bro. Right. It's so like you can visualize everything that he's saying because right. he's telling stories. Like the last song on his album, talking about Top Dog and his dad mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and how Duckworth. they. Oh my fire! God. When I heard that song, I had chills at the end. I was like, bro, yeah, what yeah, just yeah. happened? Yeah, yeah. Like I just seen this in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, I was like, this dude is a visionary. Yeah, he really is. Yeah. So don't downplay. Shout out to Kung Fu Kenny. Yeah, man. Um. Question number two. Is there a movie that has affected your outlook on life? <laughs> um, I laugh because uh, I am a huge, like, Vince Vaughn. Okay. <laughs> like, man, that dude is hilarious, he man. He is funny. Vince Vaughn. But uh, it was actually, um, it was actually Wedding Crashers that it's, made it's me, like. your life. Yes, it okay. did. Tell me, Wedding tell me more Crashers about that. Tell because. You know, being a man and like you know, be around women and like you know, dating and being out and stuff like that. And to see in this movie, this is what the movie showed me, other than the jokes and stuff like that, is like it takes one person mm. to just grab your attention mm-hmm. and like the and like the women in that movie that they were dating and stuff were like one night stands at a wedding, crash and stuff, and it took that one person to rap him in a coil like this dude like heartbroken and everything like that even Vince Vaughn like he met the one girl she was a freak mm-hmm. and he was like I love this like I love her I mm-hmm. married her like it's, it takes that one so it told me in life like all this dating and stuff like that it's fun it's cool but it takes one person yeah. to break you that's all you like, need one person you be like no I'm good <laughs> this is the person everything I need so it, it, it's kind of weird that I would get that for that movie if you watch Wedding Crashers but that's kind of how I interpret it mm-hmm. to myself I was like yo this that was actually bro, I've deep never heard me. anyone break down Wedding Crashers like that bro yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah shout out to that deep analysis man it's a lot of shout outs tonight shout out to the <laughs> shout out to Wedding Crashers man right, changing right. Devon's life for the better right you know what right I mean? uh, question number three what book would you recommend recommend everyone to read right now The Richest Man in Babylon mm. by George Clayson if you do not have that book Go get it right now. I think it's five dollars on Amazon. <laughs> Probably so. Go get it right. That is the. I read that book five times already. Wow. That is like the straight, direct, in your face, how to live uh, financially free and create wealth for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's that book is so impact impactful. So the richest man in Babylon by George Clayson. Go pick it up today. Trust and you know what? This is what I'm gonna do. If you go pick up that book. And you share a comment with me and you tell me how you like the book or, you know, you're just basically give me like some feedback on how you like the book. I'll send you a accomplished tea. Mm. Straight up. Straight up. That's how bad I want you guys to really deep dive into this book. It's only like 100 pages. Is it? It's really Man, I, short. I remember reading that in college. It I had to read it when really I was doing short. an internship and it, it was dope. I it's like 100 to 150 pages, okay. but it's straight to the point. Yeah. And it's storytelling. Yeah. But it's very straight to the point. And mm-hmm. you can read it on the, you know, on your transport, like your, your commute to work and back, or like if you mm-hmm. ride the Max or you're on a plane, you can just finish the book. Mm-hmm. Really easy. And it's, it's just deep. So yeah. everybody go get that. And if you leave feedback on my page and you reach out to me, I will send you an accomplished tea 
for free. Y'all need to read this. Y'all, y'all getting a tea for five bucks, and your life is gonna be changed. So make that happen. Um, let's see. Question number four: When you start to feel overwhelmed, how do you de-stress? Um, when I start to feel overwhelmed, I have like a mini concert at the house. <laughs> I just listen to a bunch of music. Okay. I just like uh, shout out to Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody. You know, uh, I put on my Michael Jackson. I'm bad. You know, I, I just I just really like I, I get lost in the music. Yeah. I let the music tell the story. I let the music kind of like relax me mm-hmm. and let them. It's just something about the music, the beats, the the lyrics, the you know the melody is just mm-hmm. like everything's gonna be all right. Yeah, that's you right. know. Shout out to Tina Turner. Uh, rolling down a river. Hey, that's my you track. Got all the classic R and B in there. Hey, that's what's up. Hey, I don't play. Them yeah, concerts man. at my house be real. Yeah, when I'm trying to elevate my mood, I listen to a lot of Common. Okay. I noticed okay. that like the, the vibration of his music is very positive. Like his yeah. beats aren't like bass heavy. And he's like underrated too. Man. Super underrated. Common is underrated. So, like I can listen to Common and just feel like 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 water for chocolate, bro. Yeah, like, for real. Come on, for man. real. Like <laughs> fire. And so why like when you listen to Common, you can't do nothing. You just gotta sit there and be like just nod your but head. I just like, feel yeah. so good, man. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. way better. Like that's any, good. if I'm if I'm feeling any type whatever, that's gonna elevate my mood every time bro that's awesome man. yeah man um last question what message do you want to be communicated at your eulogy wow when it's all said and done you know what in school i had to write my own uh what is it yeah eulogy eulogy. yeah okay pretty weird but at my eulogy the message i want to say is that you know he came he saw he conquered Mm mm-hmm you know, I think that is like the huge thing for me being first generation high school, first generation college, first generation, like to move out of New York to actually start my own business. I, I definitely want to leave something back mm-hmm. for the next generation. I want people to look at me. I want I want I want thousands at my funeral. Yeah. I want thousands there. Mm-hmm. And I want them all to go on on the stage and be like, this is what Devon has done for me. Mm-hmm. He took my garbage to the front when I missed the garbage day. <laughs> he, like, you know, he took my sick kid to the hospital because I was stuck at work because I can't leave. Yeah. You know, like, I, I really want to leave an impact on the community and just for them to say, you know, he came, he saw, he conquered. That's real. That's what's up. That's like, uh, I think uh, Gary V talks about that a lot. So I came up with that question. Legacy. Yeah, yeah, his, yeah. his legacy is, is everything. You know what yeah. I mean? He talks about how at his funeral, though, he wants hundreds of thousands of people there and people just talk about like you know how you impacted their life right i mean think about it like when you become a president no matter how good you are no how no matter how bad you are Mm -hmm. you're in the book you're a legacy now because you're you are one of the presidents you made it you you like it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. how good or bad you you were like you're a legacy so Trump is a legacy now. Unfortunately, oh, you know. Come on. Um, unfortunately, I mean, he's gonna We're be gonna known. Put an asterisk he's, by he's, his he's, face. Yeah, you know, he's gonna be known <laughs> as a president, though, right? Like, We're gonna, yeah, put an asterisk they, by they forty-five. Put him, they put him in there. Dang. So we you know. put him in there. Bro. And he got all the special privileges: Secret Service after he's done. Mm-hmm. You know, House in Vermont, whatever they do. Oh God! You know, so man, send him to Russia. Just send him over there. Just <laughs> my, create a little. My, might as well. Might as well. Might as you know, well. He probably already got some place there. You yeah. Know? Who knows? Probably does. Um, <laughs> bonus question. Oh. Do you have a daily affirmation? I do. Can you share I do. That with us? Uh, uh, Dr. Eric Thomas. Have you heard of him? Yep. Yep. I can, I will, 
I must. Mm. That is it for me. Yeah. I can, I will, I must. Simply put. That's it. That's it. So, y'all, we can, we will, and we must get out of debt. Black excellence great. starts right now with us getting out of debt and controlling our destiny. So let's do it. And if you need some help, hit Devon up. Once again, how can I get a hold of you, bro? Let him know once, once again. Once again, Instagram, that's at D.Horace, H-O-R-A-C-E. Twitter, at D, two underscore, so underscore, underscore, Horace, H-O-R-A-C-E. And check me out, subscribe, and just check out my videos on YouTube. That's Devon Horace, D-E-V-O-N, Horace, H-O-R-A-C-E. And hey, if you reach out, I'll reach out back to you. You can always email me at Devon, D-E-V-O-N, at consultinghorace.com. Word, word. And once again, don't forget, y'all, get that book, Richest Man in Babylon. Let him know. Show him some proof. Hit him in, the, in his DM or any type of comment. And uh, free accomplished tea. Hey, free accomplished tea. Hey. Those, those things are hot, too. Ooh. Those things are hot. Got to get them. So let's make that happen. Appreciate y'all for listening. This is a wrap on this episode. Once again, this is the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide. We unapologetic.